you touch, try to turn it into greatness. Everything you got, find a way to make it greater. No procrastination, don't believe in doing it later. God told me to get it, my existence is creation. I'm a trendsetter, 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 I'm a trendsetter. I'm a trendsetter. If you had the opportunity, now would you take it? And would you cut some things off just to reach your destination? Or would you waste your time only thinking of your greatness when you could be doing something to increase your elevation? Thinking is the first step that you take for preparation. Got to demonstrate your actions. Yeah, I call that illustration. Stay fully motivated. Looking for motivation and everything you got. It came from God in contemplation. My existence is creation, I was put here to create, and my being came from nothing, out here working for my fate, overcoming all adversity, knocking down what's in the way, making valid opportunities out of every chance I take, everything you touch, try to turn it into greatness, everything you got, find a way to make it greater, no procrastination, don't believe in doing it later, God told me to get it, my existence is creation, I'm a trendsetter. 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 Stay prepared for what to come. Gotta take it on and overcome. Know the worst is yet to come, but be too strong to self destruct. Tear it down, reconstruct. Break it down, build it up. You are no stronger than the foundation that you're standing on. You have no more loyalty than the people that you sit amongst. Love life, loyalty, and respect is what you built upon. Why should you be a plumber? You a king in shining armor. Put the beam on anything that destroys or try to harm you. I guess life is. It's not important to a human without goals But my strength is what I use from deep inside to move me forward Yeah, the inner thought and will is something I can't ignore So I keep on making magic until God release my soul Go Everything you touch, try to turn it into greatness Everything you got, find a way to make it greater No procrastination, don't believe in doing it later God told me to get it, my existence is creation I'm a trendsetter. 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 Everything you touch, try to turn it into greatness. Everything you got, find a way to make it greater. No procrastination, don't believe in doing it later. God told me to get it. My existence is creation. I'm a trendsetter. 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 We open all meetings up according to the circle seven and the five divine principles of being, love, truth, peace, freedom.
and justice. Beautiful, beautiful, happy Monday to everyone. Hope everyone is feeling good. Peace and love to all. As we bring on the voices of Allah, the faithful council members, great elder, Shalom. Peace and love, everybody. Good to hear everybody's voice again. Give an honor to the Almighty God, Allah. Give an honor to our beloved prophet, Noble Drew Ali. And we give honor to KOS. Knowledge is self. And we're forever grateful for all the council members on this square. And all the those out there in Radio Land, peace and love. I yield the floor. Beautiful, beautiful. I rise and give praise to the grand creator, the universal creator of the universe, Allah, and give praise to Allah for putting Allah in man, arm, leg, leg, arm, head. I give highest honors and love to the illustrious prophet, divine prophet, who manifested that arm, leg, leg, arm, head. Highest love and highest honors to my father who gave life to thee. Highest love and mother, highest love and honors to the mother who carried thee. Praise Allah for giving unto thee a wife to respect and to love. Praise Allah for us being here today, using his holy breath to gain an understanding, a better standing until how to get to our highest plane. Truth and love to all. Peace and love to each. Peace. Peace. Beautiful. Peace and love. Peace, Shay. Yes, I um I wanted to make sure I give my thanks and praises. Uh since I have a chance, but I am at the corpse. Praise all praises to Allah for allowing us to fellowship again. Um Pray all praises to you, Sharif. Hope the Spirit speaks through you tonight. Uh, great elder, shout out to you as well. Um, I really enjoy KOS Community Radio each and every day. Keep it up. I just want you to know that every day someone out there that appreciates you, Sharif. So um, y'all have my blessings to that tonight. Go ahead, get to what you got to do. <laughs> Peace. Peace and love, beautiful. Well, as we commence our meeting, any announcements, any daily awarenesses? Shalom. No, nothing but same old, same old, you know. Danger everywhere. 
So yeah. <clears throat> that don't have to be. I want to be clear that that don't have to be unless it's all promoted. So mm-hmm. I'm on the West Coast, and uh, I hope those who listening be enlightened because we have a serious, I mean a serious, because our livelihood is at stake and our way of life. So that should be important to us all, not just KOS. So, uh, that being said, I yield the floor before I get too started, but peace and love, everybody. <laughs> Crank it up. <laughs> peace and love. <laughs> hey, you already getting it started. <laughs> oh, yes. Hey, such a fine tuning. Because that's exactly what we speaking on tonight is the welfare. The general welfare of the people. As the illustrious holy prophet, Noble Drew Ali, stated, which is our lesson tonight. What our greatest plight is. Our greatest plight. Meaning the greatest thing that we must overcome. As a unit. Is economic slavery. So we diving into the lessons of economic slavery. Now we're going to begin by reading a script out of the prophet writing out of the Moorish Guide. It reads, We of the Moorish Science Temple of America, like other countless, like countless other American citizens, know that we must live together here in America in harmony, friendship and goodwill, whatever our race or creed may be. It is only from a purely religious standpoint at this time that we differ from a large number of our fellow Americans. We believe in and foster the Muslim religion. We believe in the principles of the teachings, the principles of the teachings in so far as they can be adopted to American life. We feel that the Christian religion is all right for those who prefer it. In America, religious freedom is guaranteed all under the Constitution. And this is what we are interested in. We are interested in freeing ourselves and our children. We are interested in freeing ourselves and our children from our greatest plight. 
economic slavery. So that's how we're going to begin our lesson today. On the note of the prophet, and to looking at what the prophet is saying about our condition, our greatest thing we must overcome is economic slavery. Not not money issues, <clears throat> not job issues, but a functional economy. When we look at from the position of economic slavery, when we're dealing with economics, we're dealing with a system of support. A system of support that produces products and services. And then when we look at slavery, that will mean a people or a person that doesn't have those products and services to sell to the public for their own. So the people that's in the slavery, they have to go to other public places and get these products and services. And this keeps one's nation in economic slavery. So we want to just lay it flat out you know, our conditions. And we want to lay out flat out our solutions to this same condition. But first, we must see the problem before we can fix any problem. So, as far as economics, what is the, some of the things that we love to spend most on? What's some things that we like to spend our money on? Shallow wound. Shallow wound. We know the answer to that. Yep, that's why we want to live flat out. The answers we know, we want to put them right on the table mm-hmm. so they can be seen. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have the money, we know we love to eat. Mm, so food. Okay, let's start. Let's start. Let's go one food. by one. Okay. Let's start with food. Okay, beautiful. Let's start with Great food. Episode. Let's start <laughs> yes. with food. Let's start with all you can eat. Mm-hmm. That's a good deal to start at. Mm-hmm. Is that a recipe for disaster all you can eat? <laughs> it is. That's a recipe for it. Can you imagine... If you had that daily, and people won't stop eating, it won't be long. We'd all be wiped out because the body just can't take it. The stomach just can't take it because the stomach needs to rest, too. And it's 24-7. When you wake up, you eat. You go to bed. That's when you stop eating. (laughs) 
<laughs> but food is the, the main one. That's a big one. I'm glad you brought that up. When we considering food, from an economic standpoint, the places where we spend our money in the specificness of food, the place where we decide to spend our money in the concerns of food, do we spend our money when it comes to food in our own economy? This is the first question that has to be posed, and this is the question that has to be posed for every question of spending. Because now this is how we see clearly that we are in a deprivation. Mm-hmm. And that deprivation is making us bind to the ropes of economic slavery, giving our dollars to other Nations That does not distribute Back into Your nation So if you spending food Spending money on food that is With another nation And that nation that you Spend with doesn't come back and spend With you Ever Then that's a problem because now we become economic slaves into the position of food. So when it comes to nations and foods, you see you got many different nations of food. I mean, you got you got Thai, you got Chinese, you got Korean, you got Japanese, you got Mediterranean. You got Himalayan, you got Indian, you got so many. We could just keep going down the line of different of variations to spend your money when it comes to food. Now, when we hear these different nations, we eat, we like shrimp fried rice. Shrimp fried rice comes from a nation And you go to a certain nation To get shrimp fried rice But when you go to get shrimp fried rice You're not only eating shrimp fried rice You're also freeing the nation that you're eating from And you're freeing their children So if we go to the Chinese food on a Monday, we go to a Korean food on a Tuesday, we go to Italian food on a Wednesday, we go to a Greek food on a Thursday, we go to a Thai food on a Friday, we go to a Mexican food on a Saturday, we go to Italian food on a Sunday, then if we look at what we're doing, we are freeing others and those children, and we are keeping ours ourselves and our children in economic slavery because those foods are good 
and those foods are are very good to us. But we got to take a step and look back and see, for one, the nations that we're going to, are they coming into our community and producing the same donations we give into their community? <clears throat> so now that brings in the second question. Do you have an economy that these other nations that you're spending with can come and spend in your community? And when we look, we don't have our own food. We don't have our own food restaurants. We go to, we've been going to many restaurants over 20 years and even many more decades. And we still have not a restaurant that we just know our own. So this is not about getting rich. See, they have tricked, they have used trick knowledge to switch the plot into giving the perception that it's about rich, getting rich. When you get rich, getting rich is an individual thing. And it's not abundance that makes one rich. Look at the many rich people of our nation that we have. Our beautiful brothers and sisters that's in better places financially. Well, they can aggregate their funds and establish the very much means of the discussion of what we're going to be discussing tonight. And create us a food chain that's specifically ours, that specifically benefits to freeing ourselves and freeing our children. When we begin to look at the separation of abundance. Now, everything around us is already abundant. See, but it takes a certain skill to know how to use this abundance. If you are a divine being or you attest to any script that claim of a divine being, then you know the power of the creator. And the power of the creator was given to you as the power within your heart. And giving you the body for you to carry out your creation. Now, when we look at it from an abundant standpoint, that is a consideration of abundance is everywhere. We can see the earth resources, the sky, the wind, the sun. None of this is uh, discretionized. But it's all mandatory that we have it. So when it comes to our economics, it comes to the same proportion. We got to know the difference between mandatory spending and and discretionary spending. Discretionary spending is the things that you choose as your pleasure that keeps you at a at a 
at a state of well-being. Then you have mandatory spending like your bills and everything it takes to keep you functioning where you don't have to worry as a burden to accomplish that. You can focus on higher ideals. So when we begin to systemize this abundance, this is what is called the economy. And when we individually take out of this abundancy, then that's individual richness. But individual richness, as we see, doesn't free a nation because we have individuals amongst our nation that are rich. So when the Holy Prophet puts in the instructions, it is not abundance which make it rich, but economy, we have to pause there. Because we spend a lot of time using the quote of, I got to get this money. I got to get rich. Get rich or die trying. I'm not going to be broke. But we got to put this broad general perspective into a specific, a a certain specificity that we want to direct into an economy because when it comes to our economy, economy produces services and products. So we must come into the position where we are creating our own products and rendering quality services because as we continue to be lazy, then we continue to promote laziness within our children. And only pride we will take in is to spend it with other nations instead of the pride of building your own and building your nation up to having its own effective economy. economy. Well, now you can work within your economy, and now you don't have to worry about your, your child ever needing a job because your job is now transferable. Because the job you at now is not guaranteed that it's passed by, it's passed down or is descendable to your child. So the same hard earnings that you're putting in is not the same earnings that your child is going to receive. So we have to look at that and begin to reanalyze and begin to reevaluate our spending. Because you're going to spend money, like it or not, regardless or not. It's about the direction you spend the money. The direction you spend the money is a direction where the economy goes. Look at the direction of our money, where we spend our money. Is not every other nation flourishing, becoming affluent because of our dollars? We can go to fashion. We went to food. We went to, let's go to fashion. So fashion covered everything from head to toe. So the hair on your head, the clothes on your body, and the shoes on your feet, do they all come from your nation or do they all come from another nation? And this is what economy is without all the economical terms. We heard of supply and demand, but 
unaffectionately, it hasn't been working. Because supply and demand is just a law of economics. First, we got to understand the principle of economics. The principle of economics is forming your own economy, your own system of support of providing products, quality products and quality services amongst your community. That is so good that other communities, as we buy into other nations and communities, we have the same power, that if we make quality services and quality products, then that will create other nations to come and want to adhere to what we have, just as we adhere to what they have. For instance, music. We ain't left fashion, but just a, a, a comparison. Music. Now, the music is a large portion of what people, other nations, that they receive from us well, is the music. The music transcends our current, our current perspective of economic slavery. Just through millions alone, I mean through millions, through music alone is a trillion-dollar business. And it being a trillion-dollar business, we make the music, but we don't have ownership of the music. So in respect that we're making music, but we're only making music to produce a community or a nation to be freer, to be more whole, to be in prosperity. You should check the people who own the record labels. Those are the people who benefit from the music that's being created. It's not the actual artist. Unless the artist has their own independent record label. So that's a great start where we look at ourselves for as business enterprises becoming independent. But not independent as going away from the system, but independent as being dependent on each other to independently create our own economy that our children can step in and have jobs and have educations and have the same prosperity and greater. So when we look at fashion, fashion, we buy into the the weaves, we buy into the, the makeup, the eyeliner, the eyelashes, lipstick, but do any of our nation own this? Do any of our nation make these products? Who economy are we flourishing? Because the more we buy these products, the more that economy flourishes. And that economy doesn't redistribute its fortune back into your economy. So this is where we see that it belongs to us to fix our own economy where we can now have an economy open, where now we can have a voice open, where now we can have a place where other nations can come and on a cultural base from food to hair to clothes to shoes to music to 
all cultural identities and ways of life that ascribe to the ways of life that we can, that conduces that prosperity or positivity. Because positive elevation always creates positive energy. And that's the lifestyle of peace. So we very swag riffery. We, we very swagalicious. We very saucetacious. So we can incorporate all this swag and this finesse into our own economy where this economy becomes our way of building each other instead of one individual. We don't want to put one individual and just, yeah, yeah, we we happy. LeBron made a choice that he made a choice that he wanted to make. But how is that going to benefit us as a whole? We can't just put one individual up and then expect one individual to fix our economic problems. Our economic problem is all our problem. Freedom is everyone's job. So now when we see in these beautiful brothers and sisters in these great places, this should encourage us, inspire us to start creating business enterprises because they are busy doing the creative skill they're doing to create these finances. So they can't be the business savage men that we have the time to be. So we can put quality time into creating quality products, into quality services that will render our affluent brothers and sisters to invest into something that's going to benefit us as a whole. So I'm going to pause right there for a second and let, let, let us reflect on that. Great Elder, you got anything on that? Shalom. Uh, well said. I just hope they're listening because that's exactly what we need to do. We are in an economic slavery. No matter which way you slice it. And I got to thinking about some things. I said, nah, here we are with all these titles. Some call themselves Christians. Some call themselves Muslims. And some call themselves Jehovah Witnesses. All still suffering under the economic slavery. The sad part about it, in the name of Jesus, and God. Ain't no way nobody can tell me I can accept that. And for him and our children receive the same old garbage and slop that we receiving? Hell no. You are right. 
Where's our products? What we sell? We buy this. Oh, slick women, he have somehow uh, 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 produced our mind into just being a buyer. We just buy, 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 if you have the money. If you don't have it, it's just so you get it, you're gone. You're gone, you spend it. That's what I'm saying, the dollar burning in your pocket. Just a dollar, you'd be glad to get the dollar. I'm here to tell you, if we don't change this stupidity, it'll be henceforth and forevermore. It ain't no way I'm going to be part of that. No way, Jose. I yield the flow back. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes, that's what we have to bring attention to. Yes, in the chat. Oh, the beautiful brother, I am the universe. Uh, stated that some athletes spend five million on a house and two million on cars. So let's bring that into examination. Thank you, beautiful brother. I am the universe. We have millions of our brothers and sisters suffering, and then we have a few of our brothers buying. $5 million houses and $2 million cars. That we must say that the house that they buying for $5 million is not coming from our nation. And the $2 million car that they're purchasing does not come from our nation. Instead of purchasing the $5 million house or purchasing a $2 million car, how about we purchase an assembly line that create cars? that fits the swag that we love, that we enjoy. How about we create a housing industry that's going to furnish houses in these regions where our family and brothers and sisters are spread across? Amen. That is gluttonous spending. Yeah, we all got wants and needs and desires. Yeah, we all desire a $5 million house or $2 million car. But do you desire more for your brother and sister to look at you with than you helping your brother and sister showing them how? How you did it. How you got this million-dollar car, million-dollar house? If you're not going to establish something that's going to benefit the whole, at least teach your brothers and sisters how. So we can put our families and put our children in better situations. Because we are all in this together. We are all one living thing connected by the one love, the one cord of love. Shalom. Shalom. 
I'm glad that you said that brother text that in to you, the, the, the one somebody just bought the house in the car. Yes, sir. Right in, our, in the uh, chat. Okay, but listen. See, this is what's going on. This is an individual thing, and you hit the nail on the head. Because when he went and brought that house from the real estate or whoever it was, that don't support our community. That support there. No matter how you slice it. If we could just change our minds concept, we can get something done and, 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 and turn it around. You are absolutely right. I get the phone. Yes, we just we can't understand that type of reasoning. How would that benefit? Now, that's why I want to go into, and then we're going to bring this topic back in. But we're going to bring in uh, from the Holy Prophet the divine instruction on the rich and the poor. When it comes to the haves and the have-nots, we like to label it. Well, there's some holy instructions. And not some instructions that you just lean on to thyself and you just become a hoarder or a miser of your wealth. Wealth is made to be uh, distributed. So we're going to read from chapter 27 from the holy unity of the rich and the poor. So this is a beautiful chapter of of uniting And let's listen to this now Let's listen The man to whom The creator have given riches And bless it with a mind To implore them All right Is peculiarly Favored and highly distinguished So that's our, the people We're talking about that we call celebrities. Verse 2, he looked on his wealth with pleasure because it afforded him the means to do good. Now, when we speak on the pleasure of wealth, now, the pleasure of wealth of buying the $2 million car and the $5 million home, that's an individual pleasure. That's not a pleasure that is looked on as a wealth with pleasure. Because a wealth with pleasure, it affords you the means to do good. So to do good is the meaning why you have your riches. You don't have riches or that ma- that massive amount of wealth just to hoard from the your people. You have this massive amount of the real wealth because the creator have first blessed you with a mind to employ them all right. But it's also a test to examine your character to see what do you do with the money once your skills are able to employ that very all rightly? So we have some 
of our brothers and sisters who make millions like the back of their hand. That's blessed with a mind to employ. But with those millions that they can make with the back of their hand, they're not using it to do good. They're using it for their own pleasure. And please let your good outweigh your pleasure. How many Shallow miles wound. could have been fed? Shallow wound. I just want to jump in here right quick and right back out. All that wealth that he or she has attained is not proper done with a good deed becomes vanity. So the more vanity you have, the more trouble you have. That you just it turned into a big old trouble. I get the flow. A beautiful, beautiful demonstration. Because that's what will happen when we don't do good with the ple- with the wealth that we have received. So the in a total of seven million dollars. That could have started a, a a a business that produces clothes for us, or produces shoes for us, or produces so many things for us. That we now can go to whatever these seven million produce. That we can now spend our funds in this location, in this. And this location, in return, expands economics. We have to expand the economics. With that seven million, we could take that seven million and, like I said, open up so many businesses or just one particular businesses and let that business start the fuel and we all shop in this location and when we shop in these locations these funds go to building our community and everything that we need so instead of going to Walmart steadily bringing in their wealth Walton and his children have had enough it's time for us and our children When we come to that line, we have to understand the same line that they employ. They employ economics. Everything that you would need economically for your life being is inside of Walmart. So everything you can get, you shallow wound. Hold on to your Walmart. I just want to jump in here right quick and tell you this here. Just... Right before 6 o'clock, I was watching the news, and it was in India, and Walmart trying to start over there, and they don't want Walmart over there because they know Walmart going to take all their money and bring it back over here. I hear the flow. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord for saying that. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Hey, yes, because that's what it surely will do. It will take it over. It will take it over just as it took our uh, community over, and we became lazy, and we now don't produce any of 
we'd rather sit on our behind and go to the one who produces and be a consumer instead of being a producer. Our economics as a whole right now is based in consumerism. $2 million on the car, $5 million on the house. How many other millionaires done did that? That's based on consumerism. That's not putting nothing to produce or being a producer for your community. And if you are doing it, then it needs to be known. This needs to be well known. This does not need to be veiled or hidden. Something that benefits others need to be in the public. But as we continue to read, the reason why these millionaires are getting millions is for them to do good with. So I'm going to make sure I do good with it. Three, he protected the poor. He protected the poor that are injured. Who of our millionaire brothers and sisters are protecting the poor that are injured? They suffer it they suffereth not the mighty to oppress the weak. They're not in no they're not in a state of oppression, poverty, lacking, in a state of destitution, living t- three stories, four stories above one another, side by side, close adjacent space. You might say you shoulder to shoulder, don't have no space, don't have no land, don't have no yard, barely got a driveway, maybe don't even have a driveway. He seeketh out objects of compassion. He inquireth into their wants. When have they asked us what do we need? What do we need as a whole, as a people, that will put us in a better situation, that will quiet the beckoning, will silence the bequests? He relieves them with judgment, with action. You vote, you, we vote, we need this majority. Well, that's a judgment, and that's an action, and it's coming to life. Without ostentation, with no blindness, with no hesitation, immediately help because this is the benefit of our people. The definition of good is that it benefits others. That's why it's only one that's good. The wealth should be assisted and rewarded merit. We should be awarding righteousness. We should be awarding the love. But we want to tear down the hate. We want to give millions to people promoting violence. We want to fund campaigns that have 
nothing to do with our benefit, our uplifting, the raising of our economics. We all see, we all know across the world that it's a money problem when it comes to our community, our brothers and sisters. But it's not the money. You having money is the problem. It's the keeping of the money is the problem. You can't keep the money because it keeps going out to other nations' economies. Until you build and establish your own economy, we will continue to not keep money. Your money is kept by it being in your economy. Why do you think all these other nations come over here to enjoy the freedom that you deserve, that you already receive it, but not using to its greatest ability because of laziness? These other nations don't come here and be lazy. When you see them other nations in, in, in Walmart, they be in there buying stuff for their business. When you in there, you buying stuff for personal uses. So the difference of the mind state, the mind state is getting rich, which is individual, not establishing an economy which makes you wealthy. The wealth is based to the citizens and the citizens alone. So we must, when we see people doing right, doing good, we need that encouragement. Just like we encourage, ooh, yeah, that was a hit. That album was banging. Oh, he need to make another album. We need to encourage the same merit towards people who are doing positive work. The most positive people are not the most brokest people. And the most negative people are not the most richest people. And hence why we got an abundance of starvation. Because not enough positive people have the wealth. So when you see a brother and sister doing good, benefiting others, and not just their individual self, just just give a, it don't have to be long, just give a little appreciation, a little thing. Because that goes a long way. Just like your dollar in another community goes a long way. It feeds a lot of miles back in China when you eat Chinese food. Why do you think our family Mexicans is trying to get over here to send that money back? They ain't over here piling and how we doing partying. They group up. They all live together establish their community, and all of them come up. And now they have shops and restaurants and things of the same things that you do. And we wonder why other nations don't recognize us, but only recognize us for negativity. So by being a part of the problem, you can never become the solution. Positivity is the solution. 
the economy is the solution. So the wealth encouraged ingenuity and liberally promoted every useful design. So if you see a plan, someone comes to you with a business plan that is that is useful in its design, then that person would immediately invest, immediately distribute the funds without no murmurings, without any distribu- uh, dis- disputing, without any admonition, because the plan is designed. And it's time to carry out the design to get to our designation. The wealth, the people of wealth in good hands does this. They carry out their own great works. His country is enriched, and the labor is employed. He formeth new schemes, and arts receiveth improvement. Where is our art? Right now, science and art is now the least appreciated in school systems worldwide. And especially in, the, in 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 our communities, brothers and sisters, the most needed thing in our community is science and art, and these is the least contributed to when it comes to the general fund and to the budget and to education of science and art. This is getting eliminated and eradicated from school systems. And this is what wealthy people do is improve the arts and create better schemes, not Ponzi schemes, but things that enrich the country. This is how we employ our labor. If it enrich your nation's economy, then it enriches us all as an economy. The wealth the people of wealth considers the superfluities of his table, the fanciness, the artificials of his table as belonging to the poor of his neighborhood, and he defraudeth them not. Instead of you buying your fifth house, you will be helping the people in your neighborhood come up. When they say defraud them not, you will not. Show disloyalty to the people in your neighborhood. Y'all will all come up. One come up, we all come up. Each one help one. You learn how to get it, now you teach how to how to get it. The super Shalom. Shalom. I just want to jump in here right quick and right back out. It was a basketball player played with the Brooklyn Nets. I can't think of his name right now. But his granddaddy opened and built the school right there in New York. And the European trying to close it. And he donated millions to keep it going and rolling. This is what we got to do. I yield the floor. Yes, that's what we're talking about. Shout out. 
all positivity go to that brother. And we need more examples of brothers that's in the same station or position to carry out acts and to establish with themselves principles of action. And don't consider the superfluities, the sponsor, all the sponsorships you got. Give them away to the needy children. The clothes, give them away. This is what it means by the slew, the superfluities, the Gucci's, the Louis Vuitton, the Givenchy, the uh, Shepes. We can just go online of how we hypnotize by these brands, these superfluities. And we spend and invest our dear earnings and time into these superfluities. That you can only, what, wear one time? You can't wear the same thing over and over when you become that stage of wealth. So now you buy $1,000 pieces just to wear one time. And then to hang in your closet. Amen. Give that stuff away. This is for all the brothers and sisters who in a higher position, that's in a better financial state. That the benevolence of your mind should not be checked by your fortune. The goodness that is inside of your mind should not be checked by your fortune. And those who benevolence of the mind is not checked by their fortune. They rejoice, therefore, in riches, and their joy is blameless. But woe unto them that heapeth up, that hoardeth up the wealth in abundance, and rejoiceth alone. Love to go to the strip club, thousand times going to the strip club, throwing money. Rejoicing, smiling and grinning, rejoicing alone in the possession thereof, that grindeth the face of the poor, and considereth not the sweat of their brows. Just. All the millions on welfare, and you just tossing, blowing, torching money, making money phone calls, making money stacks, making it rain. Got so much bread you could sell a loaf. Those who hoard up wealth in abundance, they drive its own oppression without feeling. The ruin of his brother disturbeth him not. Some of us just get so high into the fame and fortune that we consider not the ruin of our own brothers and sisters. 
We sitting here beefing with each other, ruining each other's life, making money for a whole nother culture that and you out here taking it serious and people are now following after this buffoonery and now are murdering their own brothers and sisters due to the envy in thy mind and the hate in, in thy heart. Instead of words of positivity, we want to use words of decent. Why so much animosity towards each other? That's another spirit that has entered. Our people are no longer themselves. They have been injected by another culture, a ravishing, an an, an animus, such a betrothing. Tearing our communities to asunder. Millions dying a year due to their own people. We have built a economy of I'm gonna just say negativity of harm. We have made harm our economy. That was never our way of life in the beginning Amen. nor in thy end. Our way of life was always helped. We was always loved. We was always virtuous. That's why it's so much money being made off your vices. Because now they sit back behind the closed doors of the offices and the places you work and laugh from how you fell from virtuous because they know the history better than what you don't study because you study the entertainment that the people who study your history put in front for you to be entertained by. And this creates a fructitious economy for the creator of that programming. You can't make money. That's what I found out through my experience in joy uh, of this joyous road of seeing the true faith and character of people. That you don't make no money if you don't if if, if you teach on virtue. There's only money in vices. I gotta sell you a lie. I can't just tell you the truth for free, flat out. But I gotta sell it to you. This wasn't our way of life in thy beginning when we the first creators of civilization. So economy was something that we claim as the ancient Egyptians to be part of the culture. They mastered. A people of harm can't create an importance of that substance, of that magnitude. At our highest virtuosity state, 
that's what you can see, perfection. And at our lowest state, this is what you see and hear in our music, our lowest state, imperfection. You have been injected by a foreign spirit. And this foreign spirit is not native to your culture nor native to your ethereal plane. So we need to take that and put that into our own economy. Take our fanciness, our finesseness, our swagness, our sauce, and put it into our own economy. We got brilliant brothers and sisters out here that's not in the public eye. That has amazing talent. All they need is a little motivation, just as you give motivation to the other celebrity. But these people actually do something for you. It don't take long for you to see improvement. It doesn't take long for you to see improvement. So we ruin our brothers and sisters. And this disturbeth your heart not. People are teaching lies, selling scams. And this is not disturbing our heart. If this ain't disturbing our hearts, then you must say the roller coaster even goes lower. Because it only stops when you put an end to it. So the ruin of his brother disturbeth him not. The tears of the orphan he drinketh as milk. The cries of the widow are music to his ears. We take advantage of baby mothers. Now you have something not epidemic of a community, baby mama drama, sleeping with another baby mother. Look at this epidemic, the ruining of a brother and a sister, disturbing, disturbing the reputation and the character. Because caught into this web of hypnotic, uh, this hypnosis of falling into your own rhythmic pleasure. That we don't, we no longer hear the cries in no one's voice anymore. We're haughty, arrogant. We rewarded the negative. We rewarded the thugs. We rewarded the gangsters. And we shun those that. Tells that us that it's a divine way of doing everything. Patience is a virtue. We was always told. It's a virtue, not a vice. You can't wait. Which makes you make faulty decisions, which ends into error. Back to the hoarder of wealth now. Their heart is hardened with the love of wealth. So stingy with the wealth that they can't give the wealth. 
so stingy with the wealth, they can't share the wealth. They can't even share the information on how. They want to charge you on how. And then astronomical rates of high, then it's not fully refundable. So anything that's backed with love and backed with appreciation is 100% refundable. That's your first sign. If it's unrefundable and non-refundable, you might want to think that over twice. Because it's something done with, without care and love. That they won't know more of We don't run away From problems We go towards solutions If someone comes to you about a problem Of your character You don't respond in a a retaliative manner You speak into the manner of How can the solution be corrected What is a better way that I can perform What I was doing incorrectly this is why we need good brothers and sisters and not hoarders, not people whose heart is hardened with the love of wealth or the love of fans and the love of followers. This ain't about no fan, no followers. We are all leaders. And as leaders, leaders can only learn, know how it's proper to follow and know when it's proper to lead. To be a leader first is to be a great is to be even a greater follower. So it put us at it's such a condescending level. I don't like that. You got fans, you got followers. What? Where where are the positive words? Supporters, lovers, you got likes, but why you ain't got loves? Love is deeper than like. Like is the surface of the deafness of love. No grief or distress can make impression upon this hardening heart with the love of wealth. The hardened heart can't even hear this message. It don't even go into one ear and come out the other. It enters not at all. Those who it do enter have a heart. You can hear love. Every one of us are energetic beings. We are all psychic beings by nature. We can all feel each other by nature. We can feel when someone is happy. We can feel when when someone is sad. So you know when someone is coming in the name of love or in the name of hate. But the curse of iniquity pursueth him. We wonder why these things pursue with people that have habits and they wind up committing or committing suicide or even succumbing to the same habit that they were having pleasure in. The same pleasure overtook them. 
because of that same uh, iniquitous act. They live in, in continual fear. They're scared. That's why they don't say nothing. They're scared. They're going to get their little money taken away. They have no character. They have their, their own not. They have no ownership, so they can't speak what they own not. You can only speak on what you possess, and possess denotes ownership. And if you don't own the basketball team you play for, you don't have the right to speak on what you possess not. So characters become degraded. Reputations become defamed. Good workings become scattered. And what's picked up heavily is the scanty ways, the promiscuous ways. They live in continual fear, the anxiety of their mind, the rapacious desires of their soul take vengeance upon them for their calamities they have brought upon others. See, sometimes we never know what another have done to another. So we never know what another is reaping. See, because when, when people leave, live in fear, fear makes people do crazy things. And that crazy what builds those anxiety. And those anxiety becomes the worries, the worries of one's mind. And the rapaciousness is the raping of your own soul, the raping desires of your soul, the stripping the spirit of your soul into a fleshly tomb that's going to bring calamities because this is what you have acted upon others. Because you have ruined others' brothers, you have ruined other brothers' and sisters' lives. That's why everything comes out your mouth you have an account of because you are responsible. If someone takes what you say and they go live their life after what you said, you are held accountable, know it or not. So this is why they say when you open your mouth, it better be right and exact. And the only thing that is right and exact is truth. So no matter how you cut it, Truth is what it is. You either love it or you hate it. But loving it will set you free, and hating it will keep you in the same bondage. We have to really, the rapacious desires, we have to look and meditate on our desires, contemplate, as the song said. We got to contemplate, use the inner thought. To contemplate our desires. Are they for the benefit of others? Or are they for the calamity of the soul? We think you take vengeance. No, your soul takes vengeance. See, you can get in such a, a high, intense moment where your soul will lose itself. And by the time you come back to yourself, you will regret what you did. This is when you say you was out of your mind. 
See, so you have to be very careful with this soul. But see, because sometimes the things you know not take vengeance on the things that you did know when you was doing it. Just because you forget doesn't, the soul forgets not. It never forgets. That soul you harm in any lifetime never forgets. Never forgets. It's a feeling. It's a vibration. It's something that's immaterial. Closest way to get to it is through a feeling. But be careful with your desires, your anxiety. What anxiety, things that keep what's got you so worried? Why are you so worried? That is a foreign spirit. We gotta understand this is what we have to understand. This is why I love the circle seven, love the prophet Noah Drew Ali brought it so clearly. To understanding of how to take yourself from the lowest plane to the highest plane of life back to your father, God Allah, which is the creator of the universe. So you are one with the universe. But first, you have to understand what the universe is. The universe is thought created by spirit. Now, it's only one spirit, but it's many spirits that's derived from that spirit. Called souls And the reason why we call spirits Spirits with an S is because of thought So how we connect And know there's a creator Is because of spirits Is because of thoughts So if we start understanding And linking spirits and thoughts We can start connecting Why there can enter A former spirit Because you are not the body nor the soul meaning your body can be inhabited by any spirit and your soul can be driven by any desire because a spirit is a thought and a desire is a feeling. So your body is an empty vessel that if you're not inhabiting your consciousness, a foreign spirit is. No need to stretch it out any further. That's flexible enough. Oh, as verse 14, what are the miseries? The miseries of poverty in comparison with the gnawing of this type of person's heart. The miseries of poverty don't even compare to the knowing of the of this type of person's heart that hoards wealth, that's just stingy. Do everything for self but not the benefit of others. It's better to be in poverty than to have wealth and to be stingy. Do you know how much do you know how much desires are you building up? There's a difference between desires and aspirations. 
So when we're looking at this desire, desires is the cause of the soul to, to, to bring anything, even the evil or the good, into any situation. If the soul feels it, it's going to take it out. Just like I feel like coming on this this meeting seven days a week, I feel like doing that. Nobody's forcing me. Nobody's pushing me. This is out the willingness of my heart to benefit others. So when we understand that, the separation from the the good and the evil, with the little we do have, we spend it to bring an embetterment and empowerment, an empowerment knowledge to free ourselves and our children. That we come out of pocket to give you something of value for the price of valueless. So this show is not going to continue on because it's not a rodeo. This is a growing process. We grow and it evolved. Should we all? But it's better to be in poverty than to have that wealth and to be in to be in such a state of stringentness, grousefulness, hoardfulness, miseriness. So miserly, niggardly. You know, that's the real word of niggard or niggardly. See, what's important is what's in your heart. That's what's important for me. Not what you're saying, but the intent. The character behind the heart. Because it's a spirit thing Meaning your thought Your spirit is getting registered As soon as you're getting seen Spoken to or any of that Let the poor man Comfort himself Yes rejoice For even the poor man Have many reasons So, the holy instructions that the noble prophet, noble Drew Ali, teaches us in the holy unity of the rich and the poor, of what the rich should be doing, and then those who are poor, how they should still be rejoicing, because you're not poor. You have many reasons. And reasons is the strongest why to ever accomplishing anything. Now, this is the reason why. The poor man sitteth down to his morsel in peace. Now, when we look at the poor man, the poor man can go to any restaurant and sit down in peace. But when you got fame and fortune or celebrity, you can't go to any place and just sit down in peace. You can't enjoy your morsel. You can't even enjoy enjoy a morsel, a small quantity in peace. 
when you were a celebrity. Poor man can. Because this table is not crowded with flatterers and devourers. People that want to flatter you. People that want to devour you. They want to be you. They want to flatter you. See, the poor man don't have to worry. He don't have those anxieties. He is not embarrassed with a train of dependence. He is not embarrassed with a train of dependence, nor teased with the clamors of solicitations. So go here, go there, not please, nor tease with that. Oh, you can make this amount of money going here. You only becoming a slave. You got to, to not be a slave, you have to create. This is the power of a creator that you create in the story. Close the book. You are creators of your own. So don't be teased by the endorsements and the sponsorships that's making you slave to the product they're putting on you or the service they're putting on you. Debarred from the dainties of the rich, the poor man escapeth also their diseases. There you go. The rich man eating the buffet, he's going to have a, some type of eating disease or he's going to have some type of obesity or he's going to have some type of food uh, consumption that's going to incur or incite a disease in the body. And so that wealth is going to further expand that disease because that wealth, they never learn how to harvest and how to harness their own spiritual thoughts. So they trickle down to the soul. And if you don't know that you're not the soul, then you get caught into the feeling and the emotions of it. And if you don't know that you're a soul and you think you're a body, then you think the feelings and emotion that you feel is real. And it could not be a falsehood. Every feeling that you get is not the the truth. Every feeling that you get can come from a foreign spirit. That's why you got foreign cars. You know a foreign car because it has a foreign shape. So it's the same way with a spirit. Uh, instead of your body taking a whole different shape, your thought, your character is going to take a different shape. So you're able to register the thought of man by knowing the character of heart. As a man thinketh, so is he. So the poor man escapeth also their diseases. The bread that he eateth is not so sweet as taste. See, and that's what keeps you coming and going is that sweetness. That sweetness that the wealth is receiving from that $5 million house, that $2 million car, that thrill you're receiving from driving that car is that sweetness to your taste that's going to only procreate further endeavor to that taste, which is going to further enslave your soul to the mechanisms of the body.
The water that the poor man drinketh is not so pleasant to his thirst. He don't have the sodas, the the wines, the the old shelf wines, the old liquors. He don't have none of that. He don't have the vintage. He don't have the sweet. He don't have the 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 what some of them crystal lights are, anything of that nature. That pleasant to to his thirst. The poor man will be drinking water most of the time. See, it's a character that's behind all this as one to be pointed to afterwards. We finish. Yeah, far more delicious water than the richest draught of the luxurious. <laughs> far more delicious water than the richest draught. The richest nothings of the luxurious. His labor preserveth his health and procureth him a repose to which the downy bed of sloth is a stranger. The poor man is not lazy. Not the poor man of character. We're not talking poor in spirit. And if it is talking about poor in spirit, it's talking about not having an abundance of thoughts, not having an abundance of spirits in you that's taking you here and there and everywhere. Consuming, consuming, consuming. Let me finish this, and we're going to get to that little science. We're going to drop on that briefly for the remaining of the time. Verse 21, and it's 22 verses. Verse 21, he, he limits... He limited his desires with humility. See, desires have a limit that is set. If your your desire is limitless, see, you will do anything. You can take on any character just to fulfill that desire. See, but the poor man's desire is limited by humility. You ever had some people come to your house and they turn down the things you offer? That's humility. Person of character. That's not a person of greedy just coming to consume. And especially they ain't gonna eat it all if they ain't have nothing to put in your nose. And the calm of contentment is sweeter to his soul than all the acquirements of wealth and grandeur. That calmness based in contentment is sweeter to the poor man's soul than to the rich man's acquirements of his wealth and grandeur. See, and that's the state. You care about people's souls. When you are really rich, when you are really wealthy, you care about the economy of life. 
Everybody's affected. Each one of us have heartbeats. Each one of us breathes. We are connected. We can't let the presumptuous fallacies of today's time confuse what's already been set in stone as pure. What's pure can never be confused, mixed, varnished, anything. It can't be joined. Only thing that can join with pureness is pureness. Anything other can come in the name of pureness, but its character is not of pureness. That's why it says in the in the prophet Jesus, many would come in his name, but a lot of them would be false prophets. Because anybody can use a word, meaning the name. Anybody can name something. But who knows the character? Who knows the essence behind that which you name it? Yeah, we can say we got a spirit soul, but can you name the essence what the soul is? Can you name the essence what the spirit is? And if you can, then you can then you have discretion of character. And if you can't, then you want to employ yourself to that working of that labor to earn that level of discernment based on character. And you're going to learn character based on thought, not feeling. So the calmness of the contentment is what is very important. So what you have now is the contentment. Be calm in that. Be calm in that. More is going to come. You don't have to force the issue. Trust me, I haven't forced the issue in quite some time now. The, you, we heard of the saying, the effortless effort. When I first heard and read that, that put me to a curiosity. The doing this doing. Into wow, does that really work? So I had to experience it. And through experiencing these high culminations of virtues, I began to bring out what works, what helps, what gave me a knowledge of self. Share my love. We all sharing our love, either talking or listening. Both is sharing love. Both are a recipient of each other. There's no talker if there's no listener. There's no listener if there's no one speaking. So watch people who come in any name. Anybody can come. How many times you... You don't if you don't been around long enough, you don't got scammed before. But didn't the scam come in a good name? But was the character behind the name he came in of good character? That's purity. That's truth. We have to be able to separate falsehood from truth. There's always truth and falsehood. But there's never falsehood and truth. Now we're gonna read the last verse, the master verse, verse twenty-two. Let not the rich, therefore, presume or presume on his riches, 
nor the poor in his, in his poverty. Yield to despondence. So it says, let not the rich therefore presume on his riches and nor the poor in his poverty. So don't be content in your poorness, your poverty. As the rich man, don't be content in their riches because the rich man can go to the man of poverty or the man that's poor overnight, and the poor man can go to the man that's rich and overnight. This is what it means when you spirit man. You are infinite. It is all based upon the, the thought and tongue. It's based upon the thought and tongue. For the providence of the creator dispenseth happiness to them both. See, Allah, see, Allah dispenseth, dispenseth happiness to them both, the rich man and the poor man. Allah does not have no favorites. Allah is. Is law. Is long. It is what it is. This is why we say that. It is what it is. Because we study what it is, what it is. And that's is what it is. Long. Is law. So we understand it's laws that govern everything that's in our awakening. And as the creators inside of us, as that, that which pumps the, which beats the heart. That happiness is dispensed to the rich man and the poor man. So that last, that's the last verse out of that lesson of the holy unity of the rich and the poor. And I hope that was picked up and I hope that was magnanimous for the listeners because we got to have a better employment of the riches we do get and receive and then understanding the position of the richness of the poor man. And that both have the ability to transcend any state. But to transcend any state, you've got to understand spirits. So I'm going to hold the floor, open the floor. we got 10 minutes remaining for the caller. After at five o'clock, you would not be allowed to clock to call in. Those who are on the line will be able to stay on the line after five. So right now is the time to call in. Right now is the time to ask questions. Right now is the time. Great elder, anything? Shalom. No, I was waiting on maybe some of the causes that call in that was listening. Maybe uh, they might have a question or two. Because yep, the, they... meal was, the, 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 the meal was prepared, and I enjoyed it. 
And it's time as a people to get our economic economic affairs in order. I yield the flow to the callers. Beautiful. Well, the callers on the line, but I guess the love ain't overflowing. No one got their hand raised. We do like to give well, a shout out to the to the brother I am the universe. Oh yeah, who's very who's active in the in the chat. Uh, yeah. was saying some uh, beautiful things. Mhm. Right on. Um, some things that the brother was said that. Or uh, some of the things are based on social engineering. See, so that's a powerful, because social engineering is a powerful psychological weapon. You can't see social and, engineering. Mhm. And what and what you think that television do? That's the biggest socializer in your house. Because that's the tube everybody watching. He on point. They coming at us many ways. As soon as we see it, what else? We want to go join, become membership. Of another <laughs> enterprise, another people. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and what makes it so sad is that the people who look like you ain't good enough no more for the matter a foreigner now. See, just look at our mind, man. We should be there for people. And those who have the money, where they go? They go move to the same neighborhood where the rich at. They won't come back to the hood where they come from. Yeah, instead of building up the hood. The hood ain't good. Go back and find a hole. They move out. Go back and find a whole hood then. And turn it into something else. I hear the flow. That's what the... That's what should be done is the neighborhood you was in should be not the same neighborhood anymore if you a wealthy person. You should not just only if you move out your hood, you owe it to your hood to go back and fix up the hood that you moved out of. Any man of heart wouldn't wouldn't dare do anything less. And so a lot of these uh, celebrities spend a lot of their time in fashion week at Paris, dressing up, buying into these high brands, And instead of 
putting into your community. You pay thousands just to go to a European event. And now it's it's becoming so infestated with the abomination of same sex, same gender, That is now just based in just pure seduction and promiscuity right now. Oh, in the in the chat, the the brother said about he have discovered a lot about how Turkish families function. Now it's amazing he say that because where I'm at, I have gotten a since I've been here, I have been able to see the Turkish family function. Now, actually, be talking to the Turkish family, and we have a good relationship. And so some things, it, it be said, and some things, and some of the things that have been said is, you know, why having the black community, the so-called black community, come together? And why they don't own anything. Now, this comes out of personal mouth. And so I would thought the Mexicans was on fire with it. But when it comes to these economics, the Turkish is banking. They banking hard on economics. They over here getting it in. They out doing the Mexicans. The Mexican probably got one business to their ten businesses over here. And the Turkish are Muslims. So understanding your 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 nature, your ancestry, your 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 anything concerning your livelihood, you should know about it. Know who you are, where you're going. Because it plays a magnificent part into who you are. And no no before anybody know your name, they see your character. So I have seen that function and I've been studying the Turkish heavy since then. So definitely shout out to that. Yep, nine million dollars in farmland is four is far more wiser than a house. Wouldn't you agree to that, great elder? Five million dollars instead of on a house is greater than be purchased in farmland. That's what he should have done with that with that money. That's what he should have done. That was the wisest thing he could do. Because then he can grow all his food, whatever he loved to eat. And he can start a tradition for his family and his children and his grandchildren. And see, 
I know what's important in life myself. I, I, like I said, I ain't never had that burning desire to, to be rich. I always love peace of mind and good health. And my surroundings be serenity. That way I can hear the birds, the bees, and all that good stuff. Just the environment, just the nature, just as full as I can be. Where I have my own fresh water, I'm blessed with that. Got my own food just about. Fresh air. You know, I mean, I ain't worried about it. The only thing missing is she. Other than that, that's it. I'm happy camper. I yield the floor. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we're going to have a little after party. So stay on the line. We're going to over after five. So to join the after party, stay on the line. We're going to close and adjourn this meeting according to the Circle 7 and the principles of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Thank you for staying tuned. And just for staying tuned, you will be fortuned. And for being fortuned, you will receive your fortune. So as we just went in on the state of our wealth of economics, that is not about hoarding the wealth. It's about what one does with the wealth. As the holy unity of the rich and poor stated from the noble prophet, noble Drew Ali. So now what we're going to go into in that after party is we're going to go into the the metaphysical. And we're going to go into the little, the divine, the divineness of working with this. Now this is a powerful tool To manage Now you will get better and better As time Is in motion And the more you study Spiritual Excuse me The more you study divine text You will be able to Fortune yourself to the tone of divinity. Now, it's the reason why it says that thought is a builder of character. And it's a reason why it says that, that it's a, a multitude of lessons that man must learn. And it must be done in a conflict that cannot be told in words. Now, when it comes to reading someone's character, it doesn't take words. 
It takes the demonstration of the discernment of thoughts. Now, I'm going to be using thoughts and spirits interchangeably. So we have to understand thoughts if we want to understand spirit. And if we want to understand spirit, we must understand thought. Now, we know that spirit man is one with the law, so therefore man cannot die because the law cannot die. And while Allah lives, man lives. Man is a thought of Allah, and all thoughts of Allah are infinite. So we want to go deeper into these beautiful, wise antidotes, these axioms of maximums of principalities. These are universal in nature. But to understand the universe, we must understand the nature of the universe. So the nature of the universe is mental. And what occupied mentalities are thoughts. And thoughts are not permanent. Thoughts enter your mind and thought exits your mind. Then you have some thoughts that stays there, and this is what is called memory. So, but during the time of thoughts entering and thoughts exiting, those are not you. Those are spirits entering, and those are spirits exiting. So you have a thought that enter into indulging into something. When you you might be busy, this is how you would know you would be busy doing one thing. Then you have a thought of another thing that'll move you away from the thing you're doing. That's a spirit, and that spirit has entered. And only way that spirit will exit if you do not hold on to it, or if you don't attach, or if you don't give it attention. If you ignore it, then the spirit will exit, and you will feel the exit, and you will be back attentive to what you're doing. Another way is a, if a thought enters is to stay attentive to what you're doing. The whole purpose of a goal was not to push you in emotion. The whole point of it was a goal to understand spirits. The goal is God, the God is spirit, the spirit is thought, and thought is man, and man is the thought of Allah. So as spirits enter and exit, these are thoughts entering and exiting. And it's infinite thoughts that enter your mind, over a billion thoughts enter your mind in one day. So there's a billions of spirits that commingle. Some get what they want, and some do not get what they want. 
You have different types of spirits. This is why you have all types of emotions. What we have to understand is if you can grasp that you are a spirit that has a soul that has a body called a soul, and the soul has a body called a body. But the spirit itself is bodiless. Only way the spirit forms a body is by creating a soul. It has to separate itself. This is where the the one thought has to separate itself into two, and that two into three and three in the many. So once we understand that the spirit is bodiless and you are a spirit and you are a spirit in a body. So when we say Allah, Allah is a bodiless being that's inside a body. And that body is called a soul. And the soul has its own plane of existence, its own realm of reality. But if the soul wants to manifest something on the physical, it can't stay on the plane of soul. It has to come to the plane of material, the plane of manifest. So the soul has to then again have a body. So your body is the body that the spirit inhabits because you are a spirit, a soul, and a body. This is the spiritual, oh, excuse me, this is the divine cosmic nomics, the cosmonomics, the economy of the cosmos. You are a spirit, soul, body. And if you have done your research, and if you haven't done your research, I point to the circle seven. The Moorish, the Holy Quran of the Moorish Science Temple of America. And if that sounds too spooky for you, I'll say the Kabbalion. These two are one and the same. But the Circle Seven or the Moorish Holy the Moorish Holy Quran of the Moorish Science Temple of America is geared for your DNA. Period. In the story. So if you want to tap into your DNA, then you know the circle seven. But if you want to get supplementation or supplementary of helpful aids, then the Kabbalion. For further reference of what's been speaking on. So when we come into this measurement, we have to understand why it says to us that man himself is not the body nor the soul. So you being a spirit, having a soul, having a body, your body is empty. Why? Because the soul is not empty as in volume. It doesn't have volume, but empty as you can't see it. So 
what's inside the body is empty. You can't see it. So the spirit is on a higher plane than the soul. So if you can't see the soul, you're not going to be able to see the spirit. So the spirit can come in many forms called thoughts, and it can come inside of your mind. And if it, if you show attention to it or give any credence, any so whatsoever, it can become alive. And through that coming alive, it activates into the soul. And if it activates to the soul, then it manifests in the body. So if you slow your processes down of what's going on going out through your day, you can start seeing when you are your mind is being abducted by foreign spirits. Now some of these foreign spirits don't mean no harm as in they just, you know, like to desire something sweet or like to desire something a beverage or a certain different things, different things. And then you have some that like the rape, murder, steal, kill, pillage, everything that harm. This is why you have to have a discernment of spirits. These spirits, now, we're going to bring this into perspective. What are the spirits? Now, the spirits are bodiless bodies. Now, if you are in the physical and you have a body and you are a spirit in the soul, then what we call people who have died or dead is now returned back to the bodiless. Which we call spirit So the bodyless lives on as well As you live on in the body But now the bodyless is free It's more freer than you are in the body As your thoughts are free to move around 360 degrees Physically and spiritually These spirits are able to not access these realms Depending on their degree of light And most degree of light of these spirits Know the realm of earth So you have relatives And you have none relatives That are spirit So you have some relatives That Can be inhabited in your body Into your mind Just through thought process Characters or the, What you like to eat Like you might eat something That a parent Or a person deceased and then you start eating what that person used to used to eat. And before that person didn't was alive, you didn't eat it. The reason why you eat it now because that person has, as they say, your ancestors live in your DNA. So this is the science of why these changes or these alterations happen. Now, some of these are for the good, and some of these are for the worst. This is why you've got to have spiritual discernment, which is the highest wisdom given by the creator. Because it is the creator itself. So we have to understand that principle. Oh, spirit is the bodiless. The bodiless body. The soul is a body but it's still immaterial. It's a body that has taken a form and a shape, but it's still it's still sightless. It comes into a, another body, which is a flesh, which is sightless, which is sightful. You can see it with your two eyes. So what you can't see is what is the process is going on behind it. 
And this is what truth is here for, to give you the renderance of that what has never been told, the things that people would never say to you, the things that people would never tell you, you would know. If you are divine truth, if you have lived according to the divine teaching and you practice and you study the divine scriptures, no other text is going to get you there. It's only divine scriptures that's going to get you to that elevated stage or state. So this is why time never was when man was not. If life of man at any time began, a time will come when it will end. That's talking about space, space and time, which is dealing with thoughts and spirits. That's just another thing for spirits and thoughts is another word for space and time. Every spirit needs a space to occupy for it to become time or to become thought. Without a spirit occupying the space, it cannot become. It has the potentiality, but it cannot become. That's like, let there be light. That's a becoming. And that had to become from something that already is. And that what? That already is, is thought. Then everything, then it comes to one thought. The one mind or the one universe or the one or the all. As we say, all law. It represents the all. All law. Well, if we understand this, then nothing is left unrevealed. Every stone has been turned. The plan plan is to distract you on the soul level. So if your soul distracted, it can never reach to this level of spirit. So the plan is to distract you with carnal things by the garb of flesh that the garb of flesh can use. So if it served the purpose of the flesh, then it served the purpose of the body. What serves the purpose of the flesh don't serve the purpose of the soul. What you feed the flesh is not the same material you feed the soul. These are two different planes, so they take two different substances. These are two different kinds, so these are two different degrees. Like big and small is of the same degree. But if I say big, small, and black, black is not in that degree of big and small. Black is another degree. It's another kind. So only big can produce its kind as small. Only black can produce its kind as blue or white. So the law states kind begats kind. So what your character is, you're going to attract. What you think you're going to be, what your heart is, you are going to speak it in words. So we have to get into the quick discernment of understanding the spiritual essence of it. And I use spiritual now intently 
with the understanding of talking about breathing. When we say we're spiritual people, and, and contextually, that's not correct. We are divine beings. We all are spiritual. Everything in the universe is spiritual. Everything has a spirit in the universe. Even that dog crossed the street before you bought the hit has a spirit. That's why it's crossing the street. So we have to understand what determines, what governs, what causes. This is that holy breath. The breath you breathe in is one source. And that one source comes from the one all. The one all that produced all. The seed is perfect. I mean, not the seed. The spirit is perfect. The soul is a seed blooming to perfection. The divine is the is the totality of all the spirit, the mental, the emotion, and the physical combining to form a flesh divine. This flesh divine is a state of mind. It's an elevated state of being. You're going to be in the flesh, but your your, your state of mind is not exists in the flesh. Exists beyond the stars. You in the world, you have a body, but you're not of the world. You don't have the thoughts of the world. So this is very under. It's very. It's very welcoming that we understand the nature, the nature, the nature of light. Because that's why the first word that was spoken was "Let there be light." Because life is what's going to get you to the infinite plane of wisdom. Well, where it says in the scriptures that wisdom comes from above, wisdom is descended from above. Because of this right here, for wisdom speaks from out of the highest, not the higher, but the highest. So they say in comparative studies, you have high, you have higher, and you have highest. Highest is the highest of the higher. Higher is the higher of the high. So when we're saying that wisdom is the highest, that's the highest of all planes. And when we say the plane of spirit life, spirit life, that's the plane of breathing. So even breathing is the highest plane of wisdom. So if you can wrap your mind around that concept, then that concept can breed a perception. That's why we are that's why we are sent prophets to give us scripts, because scripts are precepts, and precepts are concepts to form percepts, perceptions to help you better navigate. Masterly on this earth Because you're going to lose The garb of earth and you're going to go to the Garb of the soul Then you're going to lose the garb of the soul And then you're going to return to the Bosom of Allah The oneness of that breath 
So this is why you are given sciences as the zodiac. Now, as it states in the lessons that Allah is the father of the universe. Well, the father of the universe says that the closest place you can meet the father of the universe is in the heart. So the heart uh, or the father of the universe, the universal creator, Allah, is in your heart. So your heart holds a law. So what holds a law is a law. And a law is arm, leg, leg, arm, head, which holds a law. And that oneness is what created that breath is what created all living things to move, have motion. That nothing is dead. It's not until you have unfolded in the holy breath. There's a reason why truth is pointed to another name for truth. It's holy breath. So the holy breath resides with the heart. Within your heart or within your arm, leg, leg, arm, head is Allah. And Allah is the father of the universe. So you are the universe. And Allah is the I. So you are the universe. I am the universe. The heart is the spirit. The heart is the spirit. So in your spirit, in your heart, you must know. And to know means to have the science because science means to know. So the father of the universe must hold the science of the universe in order to be successful into the economy of life. So that science of the universe is the zodiac. The father of the universe knows the science of the universe, which is the zodiac. So the zodiac is how you know the universe. And to know the universe is to know thyself and thy God thing in it. So it's only through you and what I love about the beloved holy prophet or what he made so manifestly clear of Allah. And I'm just going to point out a quick verse 21. The only devil from which men must be redeemed is self, the lower self. If man will find his devil, he must look within. His name is self. So the prophet, the holy prophet, Noble Drew Ali didn't just point as you are just a law alone. You just God alone. No, he let us know that you are the devil also. And it's not till you look within until that devil can be conquered. But then he tells us how to conquer. He tells us in the next verse, which is 22, that dealing with the master. If man will find his savior, 
He's not saying worship Noah Drew Ali, not saying worship Jesus, not saying worship Paul, worship Buddha, any of them to worship. He's telling you that your Savior, you must look within. And that when it's on the testament, hold the highest accolades that any man can give another man. The clearness of divinity to separate the pureness from the dirty. And if we want to find our Savior, meaning if you having a hellacious life, and you want to be saved from that. It's not in any other prophet. It's not even in prophet noble Drew Ali. Noble, the noble prophet, noble Drew Ali tells you it's inside of you. If man will find his savior, he must look within And the name of the Savior that he must look within is love. Is love. So that tells us hate and love is all within and that everything else is within. And that what we call light is really David, King David. And only King David slayed the giant, the Goliath. But it's trying to tell you something. The king of light, not David as a character, but David as a character of a principle. The principle was light. How did he know to hurl a stone at that position where he heard the stone into the third eye? It's a principle. That's a knowledge, that's a science, that's a light. So the David represents light. So he was called a king. So he was the father of Solomon. Solomon was the son of David. So the soul was the son of light. The king is light because the light is purity. The purity is what can be seen, how something works or it don't work. And that beginning of that purity is the ending of that love. The ending light of purity is the beginning light of love. So we must love if we want to raise anything that is of devilishness, hellaciousness, or any negativityness. Love has to be exalted to the throne of power. If love is not first, there's no way to teach men how to be pure in heart. Because you must yourself be pure in heart and word and deed to teach other men and women. Men don't know by not being seen. Men need a pattern for their lives. 
They love to follow and not lead. The man who stands upon the corners of the path and points the way but does not go is just a pointer and a block of wood can do the same. So if you're just talking it and not living it, you are a block of wood. A block of wood can point. But to live takes a pattern. And men need pattern now in their lives because that has been destroyed through family separation. The teacher treads the way on on every span of ground. He leaves his footprints clearly cut, which all can see, and be assured that he, their master, went that way. Now, that's the definition of a true and holy divine prophet. That a teacher that treads the way, not points the way, but actually leaves the footprint on every span of ground they touch, clearly cut so all can see, and be assured as you are assured with your insurance that you will be covered. So you can be assured that your master went this way. Allah went this way. Men comprehend the inner life, that which is within. Men comprehend the inner life by what they see and do. They come to the creator through ceremonies and forms. There go there go the symbolisms. There go the syllogisms. Ceremonies and forms. What you would call a ritual. This is why in this divine state, baptized just means to watch. But baptized has gotten dirtied up to meaning a religion. You baptize yourself every day by stepping in the shower or taking a bath. I'm going to read about baptism in verse 19, chapter 2. In water, wash the bodies of the people who will turn away from the sin and strive for purity in life. This is where baptism comes from. In water, wash the bodies of the people who will turn away from sin and strive for purity in life. Now, check this. This rite of cleansing, washing the body, is a preparation, not saying you saved. It is a pre-preparation. It is a preparation, preparing. It's a preparation rite, and they who thus are cleansed comprise the temple of purity. 
Now you're at the beginning of clean. Purity etymologically means cleanse, to clean. So to become pure is to become clean. So this rite of cleansing in this temple, this rite of cleansing, washing or baptizing in this temple, which is washing and baptizing the temple, the body, are but symbolic, are but symbolic of the cleansing of the soul, which does not come from outward show. But is the temple within So that is what baptizing is symbolizing Because through symbolizing That is how men comprehend the inner life The inner life is the soul So the creator Make it where men understand patterns of life Through ceremonies and forms So this is why you ritualize and organize even when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do is a ritual. If you brush your teeth, wash your face, say it's a lot, I mean, go outside, whatever you do, that's a ceremony. And if you understand ceremony, if you take off the first four letters of ceremony, you will have money. So this is how you start spiritually inclining your money by actually creating ceremonies, ceremonies that's dedicated to the progression of your soul. Baptizing is a symbolic cleansing of the soul. Your body being dipped in the water is your soul being cleansed. Because the soul is not outward, it needs something as a form to show so men can learn. But you wasn't told the energy or the character behind baptizing. I ain't about to drown your child, baptizing them, picking them up three times, hiding in your head, dropping them in the water, picking them back up, hiding in your head, dropping them in the water, picking them up, hiding in your head, dropping them back in the water. And we call this saved. No, to save is knowing the science of the universe. It's to know the father of the universe, the soul, the temple within. And now you may never point the way. This is what a master teacher does. You may never point the way and tell the multitude to do. You may never point the way and tell the multitudes to do. What you have never done. Now, we know a lot of people that have spoken on things that they have never done. See, and that's a grave sin. Graveyard. You may never point the way and tell the multitudes to do to do what you have never done. 
but you must go before you must go before them and show the way. And this is why in Acts 7 of the Morris Science Temple of America Divine Constitution and Bylaws that every Morris American must keep their minds and hearts pure, pure with love in their bodies washed with water. I mean the holy and divine Noble prophet, noble Drew Ali, left it as plain as the sun in the day and the moon in the sky, a full moon in the sky. If you can't see it in the daytime, even Allah made it where you can see it at night. You may not see the stars in the daytime, but you will see the stars at nighttime. So what is hidden will be revealed. And if you use what and if you use what has been revealed, then it will not be hidden. But if you use not what has been revealed, then it will forever remain hidden. So that was the coin effect of cosmonomics, the economics of the universe, the economy of life, the heads and tails. Of you. There's a physical you and there's a divine you. There's a hating you and there's a loving you. There's a godliness you and there's a devilishness you. All is within. Not up, down, above, around, or below. But all is within. Tread the way. Don't point the way. Do what you are telling others to do. And if those do not know, go before them and show them the way. So to the coins of economics, we went on our, over our personal nation, communityhood, and we went over our divine. So we are creators of our own. Start creating from your likes, your loves. Create what you would love to see in the world. Be what you would love to see in the world. Start using your creative thoughts. Start having confidence within yourself. Start letting fear overtake your confidence. No longer be bedridden. Be joy-risen. Rise in joy. 
no longer be the buried, be the alive, no longer have the love buried. Let's make the love alive. Let's resurrect Lazarus, the sleeping soul, and tell the sleep sleeping soul to come forth. And rise in the highest thoughts. Those who love Jesus will love noble Drew Ali. Well, I'm going to bring my voice to a silence and us that's on the phone remaining, the floor is open. Beautiful discussion tonight, beautiful lesson, beautiful and divine. You there? Shalom. I thought I had lost you. I got people burning up my phone trying to get me, man. <laughs> my brother, what I thought is my, I bet you it ain't nothing. And I like losses couldn't get back to you. So when I dial your number back, I couldn't get back to you. But just the way I kept working, I got Boy, that's some powerful. Beautiful. Ooh, that's some powerful. I just hope the world's listening, man. You can't get it no plain and simple than that. I, I mean, that, that's that's beautiful, beautiful teaching, brother. That's all I can say. I ain't nothing to add or take away. I yield the floor. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. All is divine, and all has been recorded in the Lord's Book of Life. We are all registrars in the registry of the Book of Life. So let's create a new circumstance for ourselves. Let's bring the God from within, and let's bring the Creator without. Let's transcend our failures and let and let everything we touch turn into greatness. You are a trendsetter. You are a creator that can set any trend. With that, we're going to adjourn our meeting. And according to the circle seven and the divine five principles of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Peace and love to everyone.
and love and truth to each. Shalom. Peace. Shalom. Turn it into greatness. Everything you got, find a way to make it greater. No procrastination, don't believe in doing it later. God told me to get it. My existence is creation. I'm a trend settle. 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 If you had the opportunity, now would you take it? And would you cut some things off just to reach your destination? Or would you waste your time only thinking of your greatness when you could be doing something to increase your elevation? Thinking is the first step that you take for preparation. Got to demonstrate your actions. Yeah, I call that illustration. Stay fully motivated. Looking for motivation. And everything you got, it came from God in contemplation. My existence. Is creation. I was put here to create, and my being came from nothing. Out here working for my fate, overcoming all adversity, knocking down what's in the way, making valid opportunities out of every chance I take. Everything you touch, try to turn it into greatness. Everything you got, find a way to make it greater. No procrastination, don't believe in doing it later. God told me to get it. My existence is creation. I'm a